Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. It is good to be with you. My name is Gay. I'm one of the pastors here, and I get to share with you today. We are continuing our series called Empowered, where we have been learning to get to know the Holy Spirit better and to experience the Holy Spirit and to use the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us to encourage each other and strengthen each other and build each other up. So today, I get to share about a prayer that has been pretty central to our movement of churches called the Vineyard. And it's probably a prayer that you have heard if you have been here very long, either from somebody up front praying or especially when you come to get prayer from someone after the service. And it's likely that when you do that, you're going to hear the person pray first, Come Holy Spirit. And invite the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to come and help us pray for you. So for thousands of years, Christians have been inviting the Holy Spirit to come to us, to move in us, to manifest God's presence among us, and to minister through us in power to the world. So in John 20, 22, Jesus says to his disciples, he breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. And then we read in Acts chapter 2, the early disciples, the early followers of Jesus, had been asked to wait in an upper room for the Holy Spirit to come. And that's what we celebrate on Pentecost Sunday, which is next week. So you'll be hearing more about that. But then on Mother's Day in 1980, in California, in a church pastored by John Wimber, the, the founding father of our church movement, a hippie preacher named Lonnie Frisbee was invited to come and share on Mother's Day evening. And at the end of the service, Lonnie prayed, Come, Holy Spirit. And all heaven broke loose. And it was probably a little exciting and a little strange. It was the Jesus movement. It was the 80s. And everything sort of changed. People were filled with the Holy Spirit. People were healed. People were uh, given gifts. And that prayer, come Holy Spirit, took an important spot in the life of our church movement. And it's impacted the world with its radical and its risk-taking commitment to Holy Spirit ministry in the local church. So since the very earliest of days, of the church, of us following Jesus, in all the different ways we can say it or pray it or sing it, we have been inviting the Holy Spirit to come and move and be among us. So today, as we continue our Empowered series, I want to talk to you about that prayer, but I want to talk to you about what you need when you pray that prayer, what the posture of your heart needs to be when you pray that prayer. So today, I'm going to talk about desperation. Anybody feeling desperate today? You know, desperation is not the posture of being desperate for God. It's not just when you're struggling, although that's you know, probably when we may describe it that way the most. But, you know, when, when things are good and we are able to acknowledge that all of those good things come from Jesus, come from God, come from Holy Spirit, we still need to be desperate for God to keep growing and changing and transforming in our lives. So that's when we pray that prayer, it's really important 
to know that we are acknowledging our need for God. So would you pray with me? And then we'll talk a little more about that. So Lord, thank you that you gave us Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit is a gift from Jesus to stay with us and be with us, to give us power to follow you for the rest of our lives. So we invite you, Holy Spirit. We say, come this morning. Come and meet us. Come and fill us. Come and pour the love of God on us. In Jesus' name, amen. So when Jesus was near the end of his life and he was sharing and preaching with his disciples, he would often speak about the fact that he was going to die and be resurrected. And his disciples, the 12 at the time, are not so different than we probably are. They didn't quite get it. They didn't quite know for sure if he was talking about something literal or not. And so in the midst of their uncertainty and their anxiety over his coming death, Jesus made a promise to those disciples and to all of us who are disciples now. He said he was going to send another advocate or helper to take his place. We read in John 14, it says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. So Jesus says, I'm going to be leaving, but you don't need to be afraid. I am going to send an advocate, a helper, to aid you that will never, ever leave you. Now, the Greek word for advocate is parakletos, and that means one who is summoned or called to come alongside and aid. So when we pray that prayer, come Holy Spirit, it's basically like we are calling the third person of the Trinity by his name. Come Holy Spirit, come and help us. I'm calling you, I'm asking you to come, I need you. Jesus promised us this gift. Jesus has given us this gift. And so we can call on the Holy Spirit to come and to help us. So in our distress, when we are desperate or when we're doing well, we can say, come Holy Spirit and receive the aid, the comfort, the healing, the things that we need in our life. So let me ask you this morning, are you fearful or anxious today? If you are, pray, come Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit will come. Holy Spirit will bring comfort, peace that passes all understanding. Are you isolated or feeling lonely today? Pray, come Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit will come. Holy Spirit will be your friend, be your teacher. Are you stressed or overwhelmed this morning? Pray, come Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will come, will carry your burden, and guide you on the right path. Are you feeling guilty or ashamed today? Pray, come Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit will come, the Holy Spirit will convict us and heal. The Holy Spirit will wash you and heal you and set you free. So come Holy Spirit. So what if instead of when we feel desperate, instead of trying to avoid our desperation, suppose we embraced our desperation? Psalm 63.1 says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. 
My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. That's a prayer of desperation, right? So I want to just share with you a story from my own life that's sort of my first tangible experience with uh, the Holy Spirit and then really knowing how important the Holy Spirit is in our lives. So when I was a freshman in college, I was 18, I'm 62 now, you can do the math, it was a long time ago, I was at Bethel College before it was a university. And I, had found, I found myself on a Friday night. I usually had a church meeting I went to, but I was by myself, and all the other roommates were gone for the weekend. And I was having a really rough time in my life. And I had some things I was praying about, and I really didn't know how to pray for them. I didn't know what to ask for. And to be really honest, I wasn't sure if the things I was struggling with were like of a high enough level for God to actually care um, I was kind of new at all this, and I was crying, and I was crying out to God in prayer, and I prayed in English, and I prayed in my prayer language, and it felt very much like the Holy Spirit was just right there with me, and I should mention I was in the bathroom where many good spiritual experiences might happen, because it's important to remember where I was in a minute. And anyway, it was just like a personal one-on-one experience with, with God, with the Holy Spirit coming to my aid in my desperation. And I thought that was the end of the story, and it was a really cool experience. And then about a week later, I did make it to my normal Friday night uh, church meeting in the church that I went to. And always at the end of that meeting, like in one of our life groups, we have time to pray for each other. And often people would go and maybe get a prophetic word for someone and share that. And we practiced that in our service a couple of weeks ago. We also practiced again on Friday night at Holy Spirit night. And a prophetic word is just an encouragement. It's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the gifts, when they're given, are just meant to encourage you and strengthen you and build you up. So one of the people in the group came over to me and said, I think I have something God wants to share with you, to say to you. Is that okay if I do that? And I was like, I don't know. Okay, I'll let you. I don't know what this is all about. But I did that, and that's great. And here's what that person shared with me. He said, God wants you to know that he saw you last Friday in your bathroom, (laughs) crying out to him. He is pleased with you, and he heard the cries of your heart. He wants you to know that he loves you and is taking care of you, and you are not alone. So there I was, thinking... This guy was not in the bathroom with me. He does not know this. And I was also really aware at that moment that God is really smart. Because sometimes when God gives us something we might want to share, we've heard this when we were being taught on Sunday morning about prophecy, and Pam shared this on Friday night, it can be a little risky to say the thing you think you're hearing. That's why we usually always do say, I think God might be saying because sometimes it might be a little weird. So sometimes we might want to water it down a little bit. And so if that guy had come up to me and said, God wants you to know he loves you and is caring for you, I would have said in my analytical mind, oh, that's sweet. God loves you and cares for you too. But that's not what God did. God said, I, he knew I needed to know that 
he saw me in my bathroom last Friday night. That's how much God loves us. So by saying that, by being specific, by answering the cry of my heart to really know God cared when I was uncertain, I knew that God really loved me, that God really saw me, that God really hears me, and he really cares about me. And friends, God really sees you. God knows you. God loves you. And God cares about you. So if you are searching today and longing for the Holy Spirit, longing for a, something from God in your life, the Holy Spirit is here for you today. So as we have been exploring the person and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit leading up to Pentecost Sunday next week, my prayer for all of us today is that our hearts would be stirred with desperation. Now, maybe that seems like a weird prayer to pray for your church, that I want you to be desperate. But I want you to be desperate for a relationship with the Holy Spirit, a relationship that strengthens you and encourages you and heals you and comforts you. I want you to know that God loves you and sees you and has good things for you. So... Today, I want to share three prayers of desperation that you can pray to the Holy Spirit. Now, the desperation I'm talking about this morning is a desperation for God to come and meet you. It is a desperation that leads to help. Now, sometimes we can be desperate, desperate for things that don't actually produce good fruit, and I'm not talking about that kind of desperation, like I'm desperate for a husband or I'm desperate for a new car. Now, it's not that some of those things aren't okay to be desperate for, but they shouldn't be the sole thing that's running your life. You want to be desperate for God. So I'm talking about a desperation for God, a cry for living water and lasting help. And all those other things might be part of the good package God has for you, but the desperation is for God. So the first prayer I'm going to invite you to start praying is, come Holy Spirit, I need you. Now this prayer tells the Holy Spirit, I cannot do this thing on my own. I don't have what it takes to make it through the day, the moment, the hour, whatever it might be. And Jesus says to us in Mark chapter 2, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. So it's knowing our need, knowing our desperation, that we can pray the prayer, come Holy Spirit, I need you. And when we recognize our need for God, and when we know that God is the only place to turn, then we can cry out, Holy Spirit, come, I need you. And God blesses that. We read in the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, 3, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Do you realize what that implies? When we realize we have nothing and that we are nothing without God, in exchange, he gives us everything. He gives us everything, the kingdom of God. All that heaven has to offer is ours when we recognize our need for him. If you're facing anything in your life today that seems impossible or anything that seems too big for you to handle, 
Pray that prayer today. Holy Spirit, come. I need you. I can't do this on my own. I've tried. And maybe you've done that before and, and you've tried on your own. That's often what we do. You've tried to manipulate the situation or control the situation or say the right words, but nothing sometimes seems to work. You don't have what it takes sometimes, and you need to realize that you're in a place of desperation. So what do you need from the Lord today? Do you need physical healing? Do you need a new job or a better praying job? Do you need freedom from addiction? Recognize that you need God first and foremost and pray, come Holy Spirit. And you know what? If those are your needs today, we're going to pray with you. Come Holy Spirit. We need you. Now the second prayer is similar. It's come Holy Spirit, help me. You ever prayed that one? Maybe you left off the come Holy Spirit part and just prayed, help. So as we discussed in week two of this sermon series when Justin was preaching, one of the pitfalls of praying for help is that we often attach expectations to what that's going to look like when we ask for help. So remember what Justin said. He said, real faith, according to Jesus, asks for a yes, but is prepared for a no, a not yet, or a not that way. And that's really stuck with me because I think it's so much our human nature to pray for a specific outcome when we ask for help. So you're not alone if you do that. And so sometimes the way we pray this prayer is like we're hanging off a cliff by our fingernails. And if I'm hanging on that cliff and I say, help, help, and Pete comes up and throws a rope my way, and I look at Pete like, I don't want a rope. That'll blister my hands. I don't do ropes. Or instead, I look at Pete and say, what took you so long to get here? Why did it take so long? Now, that's kind of silly and ridiculous, right? But have you ever done that? I have. Um, so it's kind of ridiculous to think we're praying for help, we're in so much need, and then we're going to criticize the helper. But we do do that. We call to God for help and have the expectation of how it's supposed to look, how it's supposed to turn out. And then when God does answer our prayer, we sometimes criticize the way, the timing, the motives, and the methods. And we don't see that God actually has come and answered the prayer in the way that is very best for us. Because when we know we don't have what it takes to provide help to ourselves and we give that up to God, God has a way to help us. So, friends, I just want to read one more scripture in this section for you. It's James 1, verses 5 through 8. It says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Don't waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they're unstable in everything we do. And what this verse is saying is when we need wisdom, when we need help, 
You are invited by a generous God to ask for help, and God will give it. But remember to ask without predetermining what it's supposed to look like, and know that sometimes when we pray, it might be a no, it might be a not yet. It might be a not that way. When we pray, come Holy Spirit, help me, we're basically taking our hands off and saying, I can't do it. If you're a Carrie Underwood fan, it might be like, Jesus, take the wheel. And so when we pray, come Holy Spirit, helper, we aren't seeking and specifying how we need help. We are just seeking the master helper. And you know what the key element to that is? It's trust. Can you say trust with me? Trust. So when we pray, help me, the key to that prayer is trust. So where do you need help in your life today? Where do you need some rescue in your life today? We pray with you today. Come, Holy Spirit, help us. Now, the third prayer of desperation I'm going to share is, Come, Holy Spirit, I am weak. When we come to God in our weakness, in my mind, this is what God says. Awesome. That's exactly where I need you. That's the best case scenario because now I can do something. Because you're not still trying to fix it yourself. You're not trying to control it or manipulate it or do it. You've realized your desperation. Now, Paul prays or talks about his weakness in 2 Corinthians 12, and he says, I was given a thorn in my flesh three different times. I just did two when I said three. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Paul was desperate. He had something that plagued him, and he begged God to take it away. And he begged three times, but God's answer did not come in the form of relief in terms of removing that thing. And the Holy Spirit was teaching Paul that even with a thorn in your flesh, God is enough. God is enough. He is more than enough, and his power is strongest in your weakness. So let me ask you today, what is your thorn? What's agitating you? What seems like it just won't go away? And you've asked God over and over and over. Holy Spirit is saying to you this morning, my grace is all you need. And my power works best in your weakness. Or you might say that my power works best when you realize you are weak or desperate. So if you're weak today or you're worn out from something that seems to just never go away, and if you need to see God's grace in your life today, we pray with you. Come, Holy Spirit. We are weak. Friends, God loves you and cares for you deeply. God sent Jesus, his only son, to take away the sins of the world, that's our sins. That's the things that have been done to us that were sinful and wrong. And Jesus then 
gave us a gift, and that gift is the Holy Spirit, to be our advocate, our helper, to lead us, to guide us, to comfort us, and to heal us, to come to our aid when we call on him, to empower us to follow Jesus for the rest of our lives. Jesus said in Luke 11, if you then, you humans, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Friends, the Holy Spirit is a gift to us from a good, good Father. When we pray, Holy Spirit, come, regardless of when or how Holy Spirit shows up, he will walk with us and through the struggles that we have in our life, the successes we have in our life, the ordinary day-to-day -day stuff we have in our life, and all the things in between. You just need to acknowledge your desperate need for God. And if you do feel desperate today, you're in a good place to pray that prayer, come Holy Spirit. Maybe you're feeling desperate for a loved one today. It's a good day to pray, come Holy Spirit. When things are going really well and you are able to see where those good things come from, that's still a great time to pray, come Holy Spirit, and know that you are without God, not able to have or do those things. I want to invite the worship team to come back up. And if you are on our prayer team, would you make your way up as well to be ready to pray for people this morning? If I can get some more prayers, that would be awesome. Thank you. And if you are able to stand, would you do so? I'm going to share some tips this morning and uh, for taking this message into your week and hopefully into your everyday life as well. So our, our tips come in the form of something to read, something to pray, and something to do. So the read today is I am inviting you to read Acts chapter 2 this week. Now, I didn't specifically read all of the chapter of Acts 2 to you, but next week is Pentecost Sunday. And the story that you will read in Acts 2 is going to be just such a beautiful picture of the coming of the Holy Spirit, giving power to those who know Jesus to keep going to move forward, to share the name of Jesus with the world. It's, it's the start and the birth of the, the church of Jesus in the world. So come next week. It'll be really great. And read Acts 2 to prepare your heart for Pentecost. And then pray. This will be an obvious one. Pray, come Holy Spirit. I need you. Come Holy Spirit, I need help. Come Holy Spirit, I am weak. And that you can pray in a split second and call on the one that Jesus has given us to bring help. And the do is also an easy one this morning, easy in quotes, meaning you can do it before you leave today. My invitation for do is to please come get prayer today. 
If you need to be desperate for God again in your life, maybe you've been following Jesus for a long time and you don't feel a desperate need for Jesus, come and get prayer. We'll invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And if you need healing, if you need anything for yourself or for a family member or a friend, this is a great time to get prayer. You know, we get to do the stuff that Jesus did, and he's invited us all into that. And when we come, when you come up to get prayer, these folks who pray for people, probably the first thing they're going to do is say, come Holy Spirit. You know why we do that? Because we are desperate for God to meet you. We are desperate for God to do what you're asking him to do. And so we don't have that power within ourselves. We need God. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. So please come and get prayer this morning. And I'm going to say a prayer for all of us right now. And if you are comfortable, I'm going to invite you to hold your hands out as if you might want to receive something today. So I pray, come Holy Spirit. Make our hearts desperate for you, God. Show us our need. Show us that we do not have power in and of ourselves, and that we need you. Sometimes it's even harder when things are going really well to understand our need for you, God. So if things are going great, I pray you would still stir up that sense of desperation this morning, that we would meet you and know you, that we would have boldness and courage to... to Show and reflect Jesus to the world, Lord. Make us desperate. And if we're struggling today, Holy Spirit, would you come meet us in our need? Would you bring help? Would you strengthen us? Lord, we are nothing without you. We need you. So come, Holy Spirit. Lord, there are those among us that are sick. There are those having surgery. There are those that need healing in their bodies, in their minds. So come Holy Spirit. And Lord, as we worship together now, and as we have communion together, would you fill us with your spirit to love you more and to love each other more and to speak your name and reflect you to the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to respond to God now. This is uh, the part of the service where we have a little bit longer worship time and we take communion together. It's also the opportunity for you to respond by coming to receive prayer for anything you need. And I'm going to add one thing today just for when the service is completely over, Don Weber, who's going to raise his hand over there, he's going to be out at a table. He's been out for the last few weeks because he leaves on Wednesday for Ukraine. And he's going to be gone two weeks. He's going to be on the front lines ministering to soldiers. And I would love after the service, because right now Don's here to pray for you. You can come let him pray for you. After the service, when he's at that table, would all of those that want to and love Don just gather around him and pray for him. So I want to invite you to do that and pray that the Holy Spirit would empower him for the journey he has ahead. 
So friends, come, get prayer, worship God, acknowledge your need, and let the Holy Spirit move.